are real. Your life is real. Your influence on the world around you is real. You have been blessed with life and the ability to live it as you choose. Think for a moment how completely awesome that is. The idea that you are a victim of circumstance is a shallow fantasy. You are not a victim. You are a very fortunate beneficiary of the greatest circumstance that you can possibly imagine, being alive and able to direct your own life. All of their circumstances pale in comparison. The momentary ups and downs are merely tiny threads in the overall fabric of your life. Each one ultimately adds to the richness of your experience. The quality of that experience is up to you. Just being alive confers on an incalculable wealth and abundance. See it, value, and appreciate it, and spend each day being truly worthy of it. That's a quote from Ralph Marston from his website, The Daily Motivator. It's a blog post that's called Real Life. It's actually dated almost 20 years ago. It's dated August 9th, 1999. And I wanted to read this quote because this topic has been pretty heavily on my mind. The notion of mindset, the notion of gratitude, the notion of accountability, of ownership. I think one of the things that's happened over the summer from when I initially started to trying to re bring back the podcast and then when I kind of actually kicked off season two was that I was finding myself in a very difficult circumstance and instinctively my response to those circumstances were retreading the very, very same coping mechanisms that I've used almost a year ago when I started it. And that was very difficult for me, very frustrating that I was going to the same numbing activities, consuming too much alcohol, not really taking care of myself, not really reaching out to people, not utilizing my support. And even when it came to this podcast, not not to get too meta, is that I had this expectation that once I started this journey of a professional coach, understanding while their call to the world is supporting and helping other people, how do they support themselves? And I wasn't supporting myself. And I wanted to put this image forward that the journey from when I started was like this this graph, right? The, the graph, and it just, it just goes up, right? In reality, it's more like a stock market graph, this journey for self-improvement. And I, I, I was retreading the very, very same mental pathways, which is, well, if I can't fix this, who's going to want to work with me? Who's going to want to, you know, who's going to believe that I can do this, so on and so forth. And as that mental process, that mental story was going through my head, I was facing more external stressors and just responding to them worse and worse and worse. When I read this quote the day from the Daily Motivator, and I read that the momentary ups and downs are merely tiny threads in the fabric of your overall life, I was starting to process that a little bit. And I was thinking, what, what was I worried about this time two years ago? How about this time 10 years ago? And it's funny because I, I, I don't even, I couldn't remember. There's, there's just no way. What was my little gripes then in there? But if I think towards what I'm going to be concerned about what's happening in two weeks from now, three weeks from now, or I start to think about the future, it's, it's just so overwhelming. That's part of the resilience mindset that comes, that comes to us with reframing. And this was one of the first things that I read uh, probably about a month and a half ago that started to, to bring me back a little bit. So what happened is that with a lot of external stressors, 
you know, to be pretty transparent is that, you know, my family, we lost, we lost a family member to COVID. The world was, was going up in flames. Things are, are not very clear as far as where my, my day job is going to go. My wife had a career change and all the ups and downs that come with that. And there's a, a bunch of other little things, but not to get too down too further, much down the rabbit hole. You know, we had all the same difficulties that a lot of other people were facing, which is kids at home, kids going back to e-school, trying to work full time. I mean, all those things in comparison, it just it was a Venn diagram that just was creating stress and stress and stress. And what I had forgotten is that I'm a coach. I belong to a family of coaches. I know a lot of people. And often the questions that my friends, my fellow coaches would ask me is, well, if this was one of your clients, what would you tell them? That's a great question. What would I tell them? Usually the first things would be like, what is it you can control? What is it you can try? When I started to think about those things, there was, there was a lot. There was a lot of things I could try. The first and foremost was to stop the numbing activities, right? Because there's, even though I, I love me some Netflix, but staying up till one in the morning to try to counteract insomnia, watching a bunch of, of seasons every night was not helping, not helping me fall asleep. Even though every morning I'd wake up and be like, you know, four hours of sleep is fine. This is fine. This is fine. But who was I really kidding? The fact is, is that using tools like gratitude helps you understand that while things may be dark, things may be difficult. This is not everything that you are. This was not everything that I am, but it was just a period. And the whole thing was that I was such in a race to know. I want to know what's going to happen. I want to know everything's going to be okay. I want to feel okay. I was in such a, a race to get to that finish line, to get to the end and to get some resolution that I wasn't even acknowledging that a lot of the things that I was in control of, I wasn't even taking care of. So what did I do? I doubled down on my coaching to start with. I was, you know, seeing my mentor coach maybe once every couple weeks. I started started talking with her once a week. I started engaging back on my coaching community and starting to reach out and starting to engage when people were feeling similar things. I started trading hours and starting allowing myself to be coached, not just kind of waiting to to coach other people and really, really starting to to be able to verbalize the things that I needed, which was to take care of myself. Got a therapist, got a, a fitness coach to start, start working off the COVID-15 because, oh boy, it's real. It's real. And I can tell you the past couple of weeks are not perfect by any means, but it's definitely the best I felt in a long time. And you know what's funny is that while some of the external factors have have gone away, new ones appeared. Yeah, that's right. There's there's new other things to figure out. And the more I think about it is that months from now, I'll have other things that all these things that I'm worried about right now, some of these will be solved, you know, as far as what's going to happen with the global pandemic yet to be seen. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be having new things to face three months from now, different things even from then six months to now. When I start thinking about the terms like resilience, grit, perseverance, I started to want to have those things. I wanted them in my mind and I wanted them right now. I was like, you know what? This would be so much easier if I was resilient. But I was I was kind of mixed up about that. Resilience isn't about how easy you coast through difficult circumstances. In fact, it is the overcoming 
of difficult circumstances that builds that muscle. And one of the things that it takes to get there is allowing yourself just time, allowing yourself to process and to feel what you feel. And sometimes you're not going to feel great. What do you do when you don't feel great? Do you try to beat it? Do you try to stuff it down? In reality, you just need to survive. You just need to survive those tough times long enough to start seeing things get better. That's what resilience is, is the ability to survive. It'd be nice if you could thrive in these circumstances, but before you can run, you got to walk. Before you can walk, you got to crawl. Sometimes you just start with optimism. And that doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time and you look at everything as a glass half full. When we think of things like resilience and optimism and surviving, it just means that you know that one day it's going to get better, even if it doesn't feel like today's that day or if it's going to be tomorrow. So what I've really learned about kind of taking another lap around some of the same follies that I had, you know, over a year ago when I started this podcast and some of the same things that I the same same old roads that I went down uh, recently over the summer as well. There's never a quote from. Uh, Ralph Marston's website, The Daily Motivator, that he wrote a little bit more recently, this was last month, that really kind of ties in with what I feel like some of the themes that were emerging. And this is from um, August 4th, 2020. And I'll have the links to both of his um, small blogs, which are just short format, little tidbits um, to kind of get you thinking. And I saw this based on James Clear. He wrote Atomic Habits, which is a, a, an excellent book that I'm planning to revisit very soon. Um, on his newsletter, he used one of these quotes. And I'm not sure if this is the one, but it's one of these ones that that really just started getting me thinking. I didn't feel like it was spelling out the answers, but I did feel that it was prompting some own deeper thinking than just the surface level. And it really helped me just spark the the kind of fire that I'm feeling in that I'm hopefully I'm sharing with all of you just by being open and transparent. And by the way, his website is greatday.com. I'm like I said, I, I will share all that in the notes. But here is uh, another post from August 4th called Do Your Part. Notice and understand the difficulties, the things out of balance, but don't obsess endlessly over them. Instead, focus on what you can do to make things better. When the outside world offers nothing but despair, that's the time to fill your inside with hope. When the situation is going downhill, point your intentions in a higher more beneficial direction. The negativity is bad enough on its own, so don't add to it with your thoughts. Choose to center your thinking on positive alternatives. That doesn't require you to be unrealistic about what's going on. On the contrary, it puts you in the best position to improve upon whatever difficulties have arisen. Clearly see those difficulties without letting them dominate your thinking. Call upon the power of your values, your vision, your faith, and positive expectations. No, You won't improve the whole world on your own, yet you absolutely can improve yourself. So do that and do your part to make life a more positive and fulfilling experience. Yeah, really powerful stuff, right? I, I, I really, I've always kind of considered myself, quote unquote, a realist. And when you kind of define that, that's almost like a cheat code for saying that you, you can deal with the dark side. You can be a little bit negative, but it's okay because you're a realist. And when you think about survival tactics, these things actually become defense mechanisms, is that you feel so secure and so comforted by calling things like it is. In fact, a lot of us are very, very good at recognizing patterns 
calling things out, straight talk. But are we good at doing anything about them? I think that's where some of the real work is for a lot of us. And if it's not for a lot of us, maybe it's just for me. Maybe y'all are doing great. I don't know. You should let me know if you're doing great. I'd love some good news. But when I think about Ralph's uh, story, that that doesn't require you to be unrealistic about what's going on. That really spoke to me. And again, it was the same thing where I'm thinking about, have I taken the, the mail to the right address? Have I worked on myself? So now that I've been kind of doing some of this deep work and really working on myself, like I said earlier, I was been visiting a therapist. I've been taking care of myself, eating a little bit better, seeing a, a fitness uh, fitness instructor that's doing work outside because I just I can't bring myself to go back to the YMCA with you know dozens and dozens of sweaty people. To me, that's not personally a, a comfort area just yet. And so I found someone that's doing stuff outside, doing one client at a time that's more at my alley at this point, is that I started removing some of the barriers. And rather than seeing each of these interventions as a silver bullet, I started seeing them as a stepping stone rather than this is automatically going to make me feel better. And, you know, once I start going, right, once I eat healthier and I start losing some weight, then I'm definitely going to feel good. No, that's just a, that's another trap. That's setting yourself up for disappointment, especially when it comes to, to mental health issues like insomnia, depression, anxiety. You know, these things, they, they're they not going to automatically go away. You can't just work them out like a physical workout and have it just, you know, be exercise out of your system. But can you create the conditions in which these mental aptitudes can get better? And that's what I've really been been honing in on, which is what is it that I can do not to fix the issue, but to create the the condition that's better. That's where a lot of ownership and accountability comes back into play. The last thing that stuck out for me from Ralph Marson's quote is your values. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about what my values actually are. Because when I start looking to the future on maybe what my long-term career is going to be like, where I'm going to be at six months from now, who gets to decide those things? Am I just in the backseat, just waiting for, you know, for a corporate entity to offer me a job? Am I waiting for my next promotion and then everything's going to fall into place? Or are there moves that I can make? But how do I know what are the right moves to make? Well, that's where my values came in. I'm thinking... I've been teaching and coaching, coaching for almost three and a half years now, just a little bit over. And those are where some of my values come from. There's another part of me that if I'm able to to look back at where I've come from, something, let's just say the past 10 years, is that how I handle risk, how I approach uh, new possibilities, where I may think of myself first. Now I really consider things like, my family, the people I love. It's not that I didn't consider those things before. It's just now I approach things and from a different perspective with risk. Is that limiting me? I hope not. But I try to say that that's some of my values is considering how this impacts the people around me, not just me. And this is kind of more than just a quality of life thing, right? About how much money you make or don't make. At the end of the day, you can always make more money, but you can't get time back. And if I'm saying like, I just got to have this high paying job and I got to do whatever it takes to get there and I'm completely miserable the whole process, whole time. And my family that lives with me, you know, they realize that I'm grumpy and cranky the whole time, but yet we're paying all the bills. Like, is that really success? What if I'm working like 80 hours a week and I don't even have any time with them? Is that success? Those are the things that I consider when I think about my values. 
And then when I think around the the company I keep, the friends I have, do I want people that are building, that are going somewhere? Or do I want friends that can just vent with me? I think there's a time and a place for both. It's always nice to have someone that when you say, oh man, this happened and this happened and this happened and they go, oh man, that sucks. It's nice to have a little bit of that camaraderie. But is that the only thing I want to surround myself with? A lot of the friends that I've been reaching out to, a lot of the friends that have reached out to me, I'm feeling really good that they're okay to take that pit stop, but a lot of them want more. I encourage them to want more. They encourage me to want more. It's not just necessarily settle and be okay. Those are some of my values. So after kind of taking a lap around that, I would say my values are authenticity, diversity, learning, growth, mindset, collaboration, community. My values are family, our quality time, meaningful contributions. I'm going to be using those things as a compass going forward. My challenge to you is to think about your values. Can you articulate them? Can you spout them off in a couple minutes? If you can't, what would you boil down to the essentials? And then once you have those values, how can you use that as a map quest turn by turn directions? But how can this help point you in the right direction? If it points you in the direction you're already going, then keep going. And if it points you slightly in a different path, what do you need to change to get back on track? And let's say it's pointing in a completely opposite direction. What is that telling you? All right, we'll leave it there for today. Until next time, thanks for listening.